Hello and welcome to After the Arc, the official after show for The Arc. I'm Yael Teagle. And I'm Adrian Snow. Adrian, this is the penultimate episode. Yes. We are almost through the first season. I know, it's crazy. This episode lets us know a bunch of things. You know, I love, I love reveals. Yes. I'm the most impatient viewer there is. <laughs> um, so we get reveals about the Alicia Minium. Yes. That it is uh, from Earth. It was created by Maddox, mm-hmm. and that nothing can neutralize it. Uh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, not alien, which is unexpected. Well, yeah, that means that she's, like, Stark-level intelligent, that she created a new element, you know, for for my Iron Man 2 fans. Yeah, I was like, you nerd. Uh, <laughs> like... We also uh, have Garnett making her way through the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds a room full of spiders. Yes. I hated it. You hated it? I don't like spiders. Uh, I think they're kind of cute. You know, not when they bite you, but sure. when they're just like creepily moving <laughs> through the world. I wish I could creep like that. I wish I could be like, <laughs> you know, sorry. You, you and Alicia with your like, yay, spiders. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, Bryce also is still with the spiders. Yes. Um, we attempt to cure him and then he his heart stops. His heart stops. He basically has a, a heart attack. Yeah. Do you think... He survives. Yes, he's too hot to die. <laughs> I agree. He's too hot to die. Agreed. I know how TV works. Too hot to die. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Price. Too, too hot, hot to, to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Maddox also seems on the verge of death. Yes. And Angus saves her. He does. He Angus is such a pure heart because... That would have been an opportunity for him to maybe be free of some people who are not good people. Mm. But he was like, no, we're going to help. And also, this is like Angus at his like most manipulative and like like savviness that he's like playing on. I mean, I don't you shouldn't manipulate people, but he's praying or playing on Kelly's feelings uh, to kind of ensure his survival, which I totally. Get. Yes. Kelly's Kelly's not falling for it. Kelly's too smart. Well, until she is falling for it, you know. Until he saves Maddox, I if I were Kelly, I would not believe him. But when he saved her, when he gave her CPR, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. He is on our side now. I do feel like she was falling for it. But I also feel like she's that kind of cray where it's like, if you don't love me, I will end you. <laughs> and so she has to give that threat, right, of like, sure. Thank you for doing this, and I hope this is true. But if it's not, I will hunt you through the ends of the galaxy. If you betray me, it'll be the last thing you ever do. I want her to be smarter. He's obviously not all of a sudden like, all right, I guess I'll be on this team. But once he said, like, I think I just... I wanted her to be a little more skeptical, but I guess she knows that she could take him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, that kind of cray, they're not thinking that. You know, they're thinking, yeah, you should love me. I am great. I am, like, even if they have, like, those insecurities, like, it's more about, like, yes, this is, you're just falling in line with what I want. So perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Garnet is, as we know, is there to save Angus. Yep. And only Angus. And only Angus. And I agree with that. Um, I agree, too. And I like that. I think it was in the last episode where Lane says, like, oh, she's going to come back to save him. Yes. Don't worry. 
Um, like, she's not going to come save me. But then he's, like, surprised when she's like, I'm not here to save you. Where's Angus? They split us up when we got here. Kelly took Angus. Thanks for coming back for us, Connor. I didn't come for you. Angus is the only one that deserves to be brought home. He didn't betray our entire crew. I was like, yeah, if Angus hadn't have been taken, they would have been like, okay, bye. <laughs> We're going off to Ross 128B. Good luck with everything. Don't call us again. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that it, it, had Angus not been taken... It would have taken her longer to decide to go and save Lane. Yes. Because she's still a good person. Yes, but I think Lane has done, like, uh, enough betrayals that I would be like, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's like a toxic relationship. Like, how many times are sure. you going to sure. make me lose faith in you before I'm finally like, goodbye. I say goodbye, <laughs> sir. So... I, I wouldn't blame her for just being like, I'm just here for Angus. You can stay right where you're at. Do not bring trust. I was, I mean, yeah. So I I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> uh, talk to me about trust. How are you feeling about him this episode? Still don't like trust. <laughs> Still don't like trust. Still don't trust trust. Trust is a, is a no-go for me. I like uh, Evelyn more than I like trust. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, you know, what we... What we talked about with with Helena is that she was a master manipulator, and Mm -hmm. and Evelyn clearly is that. Like, any woman that would take over, like, a a giant company, I'm all for it. I do not appreciate that she kills everyone to do it. (laughs) But, you know, she did turn around things. Like, she gave them FDL travel. Like, they were able to find a cure for clampkins. Does she get a little, like, ego-trippy about stuff? Yeah, but she was actually making things better when she wasn't like wingtipped eyeshadow full evil all black you know i agree i think that one of the great things about evelyn is that she has been up front from the get yeah right she's like i'm taking over your company i'm gonna fix this ftl problem yeah i'm gonna get us going and and since then she's like I'm destroying this ship. I'm killing these people. She's not, like, Trust is still pretending that he's a a nice guy. And she's like... She doesn't care about that. No. No. And I respect that. And Exactly. That's what I like about it. Also, like, I think with Evelyn, it's it's so, like, straightforward. And she's not trying to manipulate you. She Mm -hmm. just wants what she wants. She's not trying to, like, with, with Helena, I felt like she would use, like, sexual prowess to get what she wants. Which I personally am just, like, not really something I care for. But I appreciate that Evelyn doesn't care about that. You can think she's hot or not. She doesn't care. So, uh, speaking of, uh, I I have a I have a little prediction, mm-hmm. a little theory. Okay. So, we find out in this episode that Kelly was raised by her father. Mm-hmm. A father that we never meet or know about. Yes. I have a theory. Do you think it's trust? I think trust is her father. I don't think she was raised by... I think she was raised by... Uh, a father. Yeah. But I think Trust is her biological wow. father. Mm. And that Maddox and Trust, it's more than like brilliant rivalry. Mm. It's more than Trust is a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. It's that they at some point, because we know that Trust is, as you said, a scoundrel. A scoundrel. Um, mm-hmm. I would say Trust is a dog. A rapscallion. Yes. Yes. Um, no, yeah, he, I could see that. I, I always kind of want to be like, no, don't make people, like, have sex with each other just because they're a male and female dynamic. But I could definitely see that being the case. Sure. It mm-hmm. almost feels like, you know, not to give a whole backstory that doesn't exist, but I think that, like, Trust and Maddox, you know, they were in the same circles and probably mm-hmm. had it because he's a dog. Yeah. 
had a had fling a and 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 therefore it derailed her plans mm-hmm. and she was like i don't have time for this yeah i could that makes sense right I've, and it would explain a lot of their hatred towards each other in yeah, addition attention. to their like business rivalry yeah yeah actually that i think that's a great theory i think that's Thank something you. they should definitely approach but we also discover in this episode the other um I guess, elements or pieces to making the cure for Clampkins. Yes. And we don't know if we succeeded or not, mm-hmm. but we attempt it. Yes. Just going to just do wild science, like not test it at all, and just shoot it straight into the veins of our Bryce. Yeah. I, that feels so irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. You know, he's like, it doesn't matter. I'm... I'm at that store anyway, because we see the acceleration of his illness this episode. We we discover through Evelyn that heart attacks are like the end stage. So she's had three heart attacks in a week, Oof. which I'm like, how are you still walking? And like, you know, dictatoring. And dictating. I'd be <laughs> in bed rest. I would have right. a mimosa. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want to get up. You guys go do that thing. Just listen to me over the speaker. Uh, and we see Bryce have his first heart attack. Mm. It, it appears to be like, or he passes out for a long period of time, right? And then goes into cardiac arrest after he's been given the uh, the cure, right? Yeah, I, anything could happen. Yeah, um, but as you said, too hot to die. Too hot to die. <laughs> too hot to die. So Garnett gets captured, mm-hmm. um, and then luckily Angus convinces Kelly to bring him. Yes. And he... Wax her. Wax her! With a pan. Like a... With a... Tray. A tray, yeah. Um, I didn't know he had it in him. I, I felt like he did. I really? felt like he was building up to it, you know? That's true. We did previously see his one-man revolution. Yeah, his one-man revo- revolution, his, like, manipulations. He's been... He's been building towards this for a long time. Like, the power to <laughs> hit a rather small woman with a tray. <laughs> And he did it. And, you know, he was able to, like, help them get out. So, yeah. Yes. And um, the hero. So we get to the shuttle. Mm-hmm. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm just going to point it out. They get to their, sh- the ARC 15's shuttle. Yeah. So the, it's get- like the full plan, too. Like, they're taking the other person's shuttle to get. Mm-hmm. Right. Guard your shuttle bays, people. You know? Listen, ARC-15 was like, we're powerful, we have guns, nothing can stop us. They weren't even thinking like that. They're like, they're not going to get out. It's never going to be a problem. But they but they do have like a weird contraption of you have to be on the outside of the shuttle to yeah. actually shoot the shuttle off into space. Which I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's like kind of a, a way of pre- preventing people who aren't part of the ARC from stealing, I guess. It It, it definitely like... Raises the stakes because now mm-hmm. someone does have to stay behind. I thought it should have been trust. I understand they were like, we can't trust him to to do this for us. But I'm like, leave the man behind. Genuinely, I feel like everyone on that shuttle went, trust, are you going to you gonna, you gonna volunteer? Are you going you gonna to sacrifice yourself? Like, right. but so I understand Lane doing it. Yes. Even though he's like the better pilot. He's got to prove that he wants to do right and do better because mm-hmm. this is like the 20th time he's betrayed Garnet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so if he's going to sacrifice himself, I was like, OK. All right. So 
this is the end for Lane. That's what I initially thought. I was like, I I think the best is I 100% believe that Lane also was like, trust, are you going to... Are you going to get on there? I've done all this for you. Are you going to now do something? Nope. Okay. Yeah. I was just surprised they took him back. I would have left him. I would have been like, all right, well, you stay here. <laughs> the guard will be here for you soon. Garnett is too nice. I know. I mean... Like I said, a lot. They trust a lot of people. They trust a lot of people. They do. Um, and luckily, we have, I think, one of the greatest uh, surprises. Mm-hmm. Ava has gotten the weapons to backfire. Yes. What a so, clever solution. She's able to hack, and I think even at one point, Alicia's like, "I'm all for ethical hacking." I'm like, "That's so cute." There's no <laughs> such thing as ethical hacking. <laughs> like, if you're hacking, you clearly are doing something like. Even if it's for the best intention, it's still like being Robin Hood. Mm. Okay. But it, it was great to see them be able to get to the weapons and find like a basically like a back door and use the weapons against Arc 15. So when that happened, I was like, well, that's the end for Arc 15. I mean, that's mm. a, a very powerful weapon. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, goes out for them. Right. I I like that this episode explained us explained the Alicia Minium mm-hmm. and then was like here is our only solution. Yeah. Um because it is such a interesting weapon. Mhm. It's powerful. I, I almost wish I mean I know we were busy like saving our team and whatever. Yeah. I almost wish Garnett would have taken a a canister cuz you know we've yeah. learned Although we think we don't need weapons on our ship, we do. You should just have weapons. Before we wrap up this discussion, mm-hmm. I got to ask you. Yeah. What are your big three, three wow moments from this episode? I think a big wow moment is them giving Bryce the cure mm-hmm. and it potentially not working. Uh, I think uh, Alicia's delivery of... Did you know that extracting a spider's venom is actually called milking it? Honestly, I wish you hadn't told me. <laughs> uh, I fully turned around on Alicia. I think she's so sweet and the best. And uh, her talking really fast is now adorable. Can you believe that these itty-bitty, teeny-tiny critters are going to grow into venomous arachnids that can cure a previously incurable disease? Or Angus having his big uh, superhero moment where he turns on Kelly and, and gets everyone to safety. That was like a big moment for his character, I think. Um, I agree. I think Angus, Angus making progress, mm-hmm. big wow moment. Yeah. Um, Ava getting the the weapon to essentially backfire. backfire, big wow moment. Um, all the sp- all the spiders, all the spiders. all sp- every time there's a spider, like, no. spiders. I was like, yeah, cute. No, no, bad. Poison. We talked to the cast about the spiders. There's still so much more to learn about them, so don't go anywhere. All right, I want to talk about episode 11, The Last Thing You Ever Do. Uh, we have these CGI spiders, um, and Alicia has a pet tarantula that we have heard yes. of. Um, yes. I want to know how Stacy feels about spiders. <laughs> Stacy hates spiders. <laughs> and I grew up in Zimbabwe as well. It's horrible. There's spiders everywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of spiders. I'm I'm not good. I'm really not good. When I found out that 
Alicia loved spiders. I was just like, how? <laughs> how can you? I just, <laughs> Alicia is supposed to love spiders and Kabir is supposed to hate yeah. spiders. And it seems that it's the opposite. It's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, Charlie's fine with spiders because I remember talking to her about the episode and she's like, oh yeah, spiders, I don't mind them. And I was just like, uh, no. <laughs> And I, because of it, I started doing re, because obviously going to like learn who Alicia is when new bits of information come out, I do as much research as I can to, again, try and inhabit her. And I started doing all this research on spiders and milking spiders and spiders hatching. It was horrible. I remember like watching it on my laptop and actually getting jump scared. <laughs> Because they started moving, and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> I love that. It's not good. That's so funny. Um, I'm just not imagine good. you freaking out at the, you know, the tub of green dots. <laughs> it helps that it was green dots. Um, they actually kind of like made a makeshift kind of green spider, and that that was good to deal with. You know, my brain was like, this is fake. It's green. It's fine. But yeah, I, I'm, it's going to be interesting watching that episode back and seeing myself interact with a spider because that will never happen. <laughs> never willingly at all. <laughs> snakes, though. I'm happy with snakes. I can actually do snakes. They're cute. <laughs> okay. Well, season two, snakes are the solution. <laughs> snakes on the ship <laughs> absolutely i am sitting down with the writer of episode 11 the last thing you ever do we have rebecca rosenberg hello hi hi <laughs> um this episode i have to start with the alicia minium ah uh, yes our favorite word a <laughs> little bit of a tongue twister it's surprisingly <laughs> hard to say yes it is <laughs> We wanted to do something that would annoy Alicia. Yes. Yes, that, that was the point. Like, she, they're a little bit making fun of her, but, like, in a loving way, I think at this point, like, they all know that she's the smartest person on the ship. She has saved them many times at this point, and she's still sick of the fact that they're calling it Alicia Minium. Right, so this <laughs> episode we discover that, like, Maddox created it. Yes. Um. So you're naming... This evil, evil thing that Maddox made after the sweetest... They they named it before they knew. Sure. They named it when it could have been anything. It could have been, like, an alien, like, you know, product. It could have been, like, from, I don't know, growing on their ship weird. But now they figured out what it is. And now it's just kind of ironic because it's... It came from this evil woman, and it's now we've named it after this sweet girl, like you just said. <laughs> it's like the writers are heartless. It's no, it's because we love them. <laughs> um, I I really also enjoyed this episode. We've got Garnett on 15. Yes. Yeah, that was really fun. So fun. I have to ask this, right? She slips on the same way that Marco slipped on yeah. previously. Mm-hmm. Why is ARC 15 not guarding the doors. The doors. Um, Especially because, like, they did the move. Let's say ego. Okay. <laughs> they don't think that someone can sneak on board. They just... Using their trick against them. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it's just ego. It Like, again, these are ships that are out in the middle of space. 
There aren't that many people. They're not that worried about people sneaking on board, you know? (laughs) There's uh, also, we've been building this relationship between Angus and Kelly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And now Angus has a chance to, like, prove himself to Kelly that she can trust him. And he he provides CPR for um, Maddox. Yeah. Uh, Tell me about writing this opportunity and how he chose to, you know, go with it. Well, I think that's really interesting because in the moment, I don't think that Angus sees it as an opportunity Mm. per se. Like Angus is a like has a big heart. He believes in humanity and he sees someone who is having a heart attack and he does what he would do with anyone, which is he tries to save them. Um, I think later he realizes that it was an opportunity (laughs) and that that act can be the thing that helps him, you know, get through with her, get through with Kelly and use it against them. Um, But even later in the episode when he like actually acts against Kelly, he like freaks out. (laughs) He does not like hurting people. She's trying to kill me by the crater. She's going to come after me. You did the right thing. Now let's get out of here. So I feel like in that moment, it's really just about the fact that this is a life that's in trouble. And so he tries to save her. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> he is so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so you've you've written you've written hallucinations. You've written yes. weird time hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've got like kind of emotional, almost almost romantic mm-hmm. like scenes with, you know, Angus and Kelly. Yeah. Um, what what's the most fun? Oh, that's such a hard question. I really the two my two favorite things to write are romance scenes. I love writing romance stuff. The Eva Bryce stuff that I've done this season too, I also loved writing. Um, I love anything where Alicia's feeling a little bit jealous of Kelly (laughs) earlier in the season. Um, But I love writing action scenes. And so this episode was fun because it was a little bit more like straightforward action versus like the timey-wimey or like hallucination. We got to see Garnett and Lane kind of like fight a little bit. Um, and so I love writing that stuff. It's so much fun figuring out the choreography, picking like some good movie soundtracks to listen to while you're writing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, speaking of Ava, we like find out that she, at the end of the episode, she has stopped the Alicia Minium weapon. Yes. Yes. Um, how did you, cause like up until this point, we know that it's corrosive it can't mm-hmm. really be neutralized there's it's nothing can stop it how did you decide how to stop it essentially oh how did we decide how to stop it we knew that we wanted it to be a techie solution because we wanted like eva to have that big win i think that that was important um and we also knew that like Garnett wasn't going to have time to do it on Arc 15. So we needed it to be something that could be done remotely. And so that's kind of why we decided to go with this like hack into the ship and for her to sort of figure out a little bit off screen how she's going to hack into it. Because watching someone hack like can be a little bit boring, you know, Um, and we wanted it to be a surprise for the audience. Like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, the ship, the shuttle takes off, the weapons are pointed, we don't know if she's done anything, 
And I hope it'll be really exciting for everyone to see that it actually ends up imploding on itself. <laughs> I honestly love that solution. Yeah. Because when she explains it and she says um, that, like, the only thing she could do was just not open the, right. the hatch. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Yes. It's so smart. Yeah. The barrel has to open to space like an airlock when it shoots. I disabled its little hatch. And it backfired. I loved it. It's it's a fun way to sort of subvert the, you know, expectation. Like, you might think, like, oh, we figured out, like, a cool way to, I don't know, block it or turn it so it's like facing right. itself or something like that but yeah not opening the door right <laughs> it's, you know sometimes simple yes is the way yeah um before we let you go i want to talk about um the writer's room yeah right because it was a, a small room and it was yes. over zoom yes um but i'm going to i'm going to notice you're the only woman in the writer's room i am i'm holding down the fort for us ladies yeah and it's a show that is is female fronted yes with garnett in the lead and mm-hmm. by the end of the series we have our big bad is maddox Kind of yes. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of different personality ladies on the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I am the only woman in the room, but there were only four of us, so it was a pretty small room. Twenty five percent. There's rooms that are worse than that. Yeah. Um, so that's one side, but also I would say this is one of like the best rooms to be in in that case because everyone everyone was conscious of like what the women characters should be like like that wasn't it wasn't just on me to be the voice of the female characters like everyone in the room cared um and we all knew that the lead of the show was a woman and we wanted her to be complicated and um have like an interesting backstory be able to kick some ass (laughs) and like also be emotional and i think that's one of the most interesting things about garnett is like she starts so guarded, like, at the beginning of the season. And then we see those walls come down a little bit throughout as she starts to get to know people, especially in her story with Lane. Um, and I don't know. I, th- I I think that we did a really good job of serving all the female characters really well. Um, and I never felt like I was alone in caring about giving them voices. So I thought everyone did a great job. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time yeah, and for of course. chatting with us about the art. I was so happy to. I can't wait for everyone to watch the episodes and Yay. tell me what they think. <laughs> the acting captain of the ship was here. We talked with Christy Burke. In episode 11, the last thing you ever do, um, we have Lane and Garnett fighting for their freedom. Angus and Trust are also there. Yeah. Um, but we have, they're scrawny. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're like I can't. Like, eh. But Lena Garnett like really kick butt. Um, this yeah. is another really cool action sequence for you. How was this one different from the one you did early on? I felt like I had a lot of confidence because I had been doing so much fight, like doing had been doing a lot of fights like by this point they they were like well you know you could really like jump in the air and kick someone and then jump in the air and like mid-air punch somebody and I was like I want to do that <laughs> um which I practiced so for so long like and still to this day we'll reenact it for my mom I was like you know and then I'm like jumping and I'm kicking I'm in the air and I'm punching and it's crazy and my mom's like 
I hope it didn't look like that. <laughs> I hope it didn't look like that. That looked terrible. Um, it's my favorite sequence, to be honest. Really? Yeah, it's my favorite fight sequence that we organized. And I didn't like it at first because I didn't like... I felt like it was too violent for Garnett to grab this guy and kind of do, like, a Keanu Reeves point break, letting out all the bullets in the gun while he's fallen thing. By, like, grabbing the guy and just repeatedly punching him, I was like, that just feels so extreme. And then when I did it, I was like, no, that's exactly what I needed to do. And I think I was, like, screaming, too. Like, it was almost like an immense release for her of, like, oh, I finally got Lane and Angus and Trust and I'm doing it. Now, here's a crazy story. I accidentally punched the guy for real and he bled. Oh, my goodness. I know. Um... It's because he was like seven feet tall and I couldn't see. And all the guys they had me fight were so tall and I couldn't see like where my hand was in, you know, connection to like their face. Mm-hmm. I accidentally punched him. It was an accident. Right. But um, yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> and it's my favorite sequence. I loved that I could actually be in the air and punch somebody and then I think the dialogue with me and Lane and the, that moment of turning around and seeing Lane save me and all that was, like, so fun. Felt very, like, Marvel-esque. Yeah. I mean, you were the superheroes of the scene. Yeah. Especially for Trust and Angus, who were just like... I know. Okay. I know. It's so funny. I remember uh, Ryan watching um, Playback and I, I didn't make it in time to see it. And um, I, I just hear, oh, my God, you look so cool. <laughs> and I, like, was like, me? And he's like, oh, my God, you're so cool. <laughs> I was like, really? Um, so, yeah, I have very fond memories from shooting that scene. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was on, like, a different arc, too, which is really was really, like, cool to be on something that like had rugs and paintings and stuff like that did that change anything about the way you did the fighting like being aware that there are priceless artifacts around no I don't think Garnett cares about the artifacts to be honest I don't think she really understands the purpose of art yet if that makes sense Um, so I don't know I don't know if it did. I think in st- like for plot and story purposes, she really felt she's a different person by by nine. Like the the kettle is kind of the lid's almost off. Mm-hmm. Where we're starting to see more of a personality. We're starting to see her um, have witty comments back. She's not just going to keep taking Lane's crap. And yeah, she's experiencing what it feels like to really care for people and now it's going to cost her something if she loses them whereas in the beginning she's kind of like well I got to save these people but she doesn't have any skin in the game so I think and 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 on top of that she it's a family right and so you don't want to lose any one of I think decisions get harder as we go on is what I'm trying to say Absolutely. Mm. And I feel like you definitely, uh, from a viewer perspective, feel that there is a change within her. Yeah, I think the change happens when she almost dies. Mm. I think she realizes her own mortality, whereas before she might have thought she was invincible. Um, and, and also realizes, oh, I too need these people. They don't, they don't just need me. 
I too need them. It's almost like the difference between somebody who receives, the, uh, who always is receiving the room, like observing, you're always observing the room. And then you start realizing like, oh, I too am being observed. I too am, am being received. Um, yeah. I feel like that was the change in her, maybe. Yeah. We get this really awesome fight with Lane and Garnett. They are kicking butt for freedom. Yeah. Uh, Trust and Angus are there, but <laughs> Lane and Garnett... <laughs> They're just standing there, chilling. Just... They literally are just standing there, but yeah. Lane and Garnett like, are having this amazing hallway fight. Yeah, sure. Um, tell me about shooting this fight. Yeah, so what's come before it is like Lane has spent all his time with Trust and he's realised that Trust is not the, the guy that he thought he was. I'm shocked. Yeah, right? So suddenly Lane's like, uh-oh. And <laughs> then knew? and then for context, Garnet comes and he's like, oh, of course she's going to come and save me. And then she's like, I'm not here for you. You know that line where she, she's yeah. like, I came for Angus. But then she, she played it so well because there's a twinkle in her eye. It's like, all right, we're still buddies, but you got to earn it back. It's funny because Lane also was like, don't worry, she's going to come back for Angus. And then he's like, you're here. And she's like, yeah, for Angus. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But but it's it's sweet. I, lo- I love the way she delivered that because you could just you could still see the camaraderie was there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, when we get to the hallway and there's this fight scene, it's like it's not just a fight scene. It's it's them two fighting back to back again. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a full circle thing on on the departure that we had before, which was super nice. And the fight scenes, you know, I did the outpost with those stunt that stunt crew, and we we've done a lot of fight scenes in the past. And it was fun not to have the swords this time, but to have this, uh, just use your fists and use a baton. And it was really cool. And fighting down a long hallway like that was, spatially, you had to be exact where you were stood, how you were moving, where the camera was. Um, and I love doing that stuff. It was a lot of fun. And she she did great. She did, she did a great job too. Yeah. Um, how was it? I mean, you have to be exact also because trust and Angus are just there. Yeah, I mean, with those guys, it was I was less <laughs> fussed about them to be honest, because I'm like, you just got to move out of the way. Because <laughs> you know, when you're when you've got ten great Serbian stunt guys running towards you, the last thing you're worried about is like. Yeah. <laughs> so they were just kind of up against the wall. Um, but yeah, th- that stunt team is uh, it's fantastic, and um, they're, they're very, so good. They're though, very boys. professional. And- it's quite funny as well because when you're doing the the scenes with them, they're all pretty massive men and uh you do <laughs> it's sometimes hilarious because you do fight scenes and you, you give them a smack and this gigantic serving yeah. just goes oh and you're like yeah. in real life that was yeah <laughs> i would have broken like, my hand basically <laughs> I'd be like, get yeah. off me yeah but well, um, really, they really take i mean occasionally you know i think christy might have uh, accidentally made some small contact with one of one of them and they're, they were just absolute troopers yeah it's water off the docks you know, for those boys, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're brilliant yeah. So that was a fun sequence to shoot, yeah, for yeah. sure. And that leads us to Lane. He's sacrificing now to let everyone go. Right. So I'm glad you mentioned that because it comes <laughs> back to the, the two questions you asked me. Is he a villain? Is he a villain? Is he a villain? <laughs> that for me is his redemption. Um, and that proves that he had humanity and empathy the whole time, mm-hmm. um, even though it was kind of buried. So I think he knew he did the maths and he was like, OK, I can't go back and have everyone live including myself so he knows he has to go um and yeah for me i i really love reading that because i was like okay that confirms that he he wasn't a, a complete kind of you know do she did care let's hear from christina wolf how she gets into the character of cat brandis i'm christina wolf and i'm playing cat brandis 
It's interesting because when I play characters, elements of their personality tend to bleed into mine somehow. And I don't always notice it happening, but um, there's been a few occasions where my co-stars will be like, oh, that is, that's so cat. And I'll be like, really? <laughs> Did that happen? Um, something different is I would like to think that I'm not as self-centered as Kat. Um, well, there's different elements of the preparation, um, but most notably her voice is very different from mine. So that was one of the first things I had to get down was the American accent and like a, just a different tone of voice. How are you? I've been worried about you. You're worried about me. Well, I wanted to check on you. After finding out that Kelly lied about Robert and your little girl, tell me, how, how are you feeling? You need to look up a definition of emergency. And then once I have the voice down and then I can kind of build the mannerisms and I have like a, po a point of view that she would have about the world, then I can start um, delving into the text and preparing the scenes. Well, I really look forward to reading the scripts and whenever I see them, I, I know that like, it's gonna make me laugh and I'm gonna be excited to find her in new situations and see what she, what she does. Oh, I definitely don't think she's bad. She's doing what she needs to do to feel safe and to enjoy herself, you know, she's not a, she's a survivor, um, which can come across selfish, but for her, it's just a, a matter of survival. We're overdue a session since you woke up. That's what we're calling it now, is it? A session? She, I feel like, uh, gets to play doctor gets to play psychologist to everybody um, and gets to know all of these secrets. How do you feel about her kind of abusing her power? Yeah, it's not, it's not advisable. <laughs> I don't endorse this. <laughs> um, but I see that she feels she needs to do that as her tool of survival because it works for her. And right. Makes her feel safe. So I understand, although I do not condone I got to look at a costume of cats, um, and it is her red carpet dress that she oh wears. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this dress. Um, well, it was custom made, which is amazing. Like, it just fit, fit like a glove. Um, and it was like, it's kind of like leather material, which I'd never seen for a dress before. Yeah. Um, but really, really beautiful. And I decided that she should be so overdressed that I went a little bit wild, but it worked. <laughs> so, whenever we can design a little bit, I tend to over-design it. Hopefully they like it. How did it feel in leather and heat? Well, it wasn't hot because we were filming indoors. Oh, awesome. So that's like the great studio things that you're always like, temperate. <laughs> Perfect. Here's more from our chat with the stars of the show. We're seeing an evolution of Kelly. We've seen suspicious, we don't know anything about her. We've seen um, her starting to have feelings for Angus um, and really like the whole mission is to impress her mother. But now we find out that her mother has clampkins. Um, and this episode I feel like has the most emotion we've ever seen out of her. We get to see you crying. Um, tell me about these like yeah. really emotional scenes in episode 11. Um, yeah, so when I, you know, first got the script for Eleven, it was kind of working on it. I was really happy to see that there were scenes in there that we, where we kind of see some amount of emotional vulnerability from her, because I think, you know, after episode 10, seeing her like heartlessly just killing people without a second thought, I think she automatically just jumps out to people as just evil, 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 no explanation why. She's just crazy. There's no reason for this. And so I think Eleven 
is a really great opportunity to kind of understand where all of this comes from and why she behaves the way she does. And I think seeing her relationship with her mother kind of gives us a really great idea of that. Um, I think especially the scene where she um, finds like her finds out her mother has clampkins, seeing how hurt she is by that and how um, upset that makes her that that her mother wouldn't let her in on something like that. And I, I just think it was it's a really good opportunity to kind of see where all this behavior comes from and and what she is fighting for so much every day and like earning her mom's love and her mom's trust and you kind of get to see the way she's treated by her mom um, through a couple different scenes. I think um, the scene at the dinner table where right before she like goes into a heart attack, like just the way she talks to her, um, it's just, it's brutal. And it, I think obviously doesn't excuse any of the behavior that she does, but I do think it gives some context for people to understand, okay, maybe this is kind of where this behavior is coming from. Maddox is is heartless at she this is, point. She feels yeah. heartless, especially towards Kelly. Yeah. And Kelly just is trying, she's just trying so hard to change that and to kind of feel that love from her mom and make her mom proud. And I think she, you know, in trying to win that love also just has like the utmost respect for her too. Like she thinks her mother is doing the right thing in terms of like her tactics with arc one. And, you know, we hear about this in some of her scenes with Angus um, where she's talking about my mom did all this with the GSA and, you know, she's the reason so many people are alive. And, you know, she does kind of see her mom as this like hero in the world. And so I think it's like that respect combined with the fact that she gets none of the respect back from her mom and that no matter what she does, her mother isn't happy with her. Um, yeah. And I think it's a constant battle that just drives her to do horrible, awful things because she feels like that's what needs to be done to gain her mother's respect. And that ultimately it's the correct thing to do because it's, you know, in favor of her mom's cause, which she thinks is, the correct one. Yeah, it almost feels like a parallel to Lane and Trust uh, in that like Lane previously, like he participated in a coup because he believed that Trust had the right motivation and uh -huh. had the right answer. So interesting, because I also kept asking if he's been a villain all season. So it's interesting <laughs> to see this parallel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy because the um you know the show has such high stakes. It's it really is these people are battling for survival. And so a lot of decisions are made based on who do we think, which leader do we think is taking us down the right path and is making the right choice. And you know, in Lane's case, that's a perfect example. It's like he was following who he thought was correct and doing what he needed to do to make sure that that person's um plan was what was carried out. And that's for his survival. And so everything is kind of rooted in survival. And I think that you could make the same case with Kelly. She thinks that her mom is, you know, the reason for survival and that her mom is is going to keep, you know, her alive and keep, you know, the world's, you know, populating elsewhere. And she thinks her mom's the one that should be starting, you know, to create a new planet and all of that. And 
So of course she's going to blindly do what she feels like that leader, what she needs to do for that leader to accomplish their goals. You know, I think that's just kind of like a, a trend that we see throughout the show. We're posting photos from the arc on our Instagram every week, and we want to see you caption them with clever comments. If we like what you have to say, we might feature it here on the show. So check us out every week at After the Arc. Thank you so much for joining us here at After the Arc, the official after show for The Arc. Yes, if you want to keep the conversation going, give us a follow on Instagram at After the Arc. And we'll be back next week for the season finale. Mm. Until then, I'm Yael Teagle. I'm Adrian Snow. We'll see you then. Yeah. 